Okay, so welcome to the This Is 30 podcast. I'm your host, Jernique. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. And unfortunately, today we're coming to you with like, I wouldn't say low energy, but just weird energy because it's a lot that's going on in the world. Um, And I think a lot of us, like our hearts are heavy. So um, I thought it would be very important to have a conversation with some black males um, that I know. So I'm going to introduce you to them. Um, Kevin, say hello to the people. Hold on. Um, I have the misanthropic one. Yo, what's good? <laughs> um, I have Francis. What's going on? And I also have, of course, James is here. Um, and Manx is also here, but she's not a male. <laughs> she's <laughs> not a male. So um, today's going to, I just want you guys to be open and honest. I'm not going to do too much talking, but I will ask you guys a lot of questions. <laughs> um, because we're recording via Zoom. Um, I just ask that if somebody else is talking, just try and let them finish before you you talk so there's no interference um, with points. Um, And yeah, so how is everybody feeling? After like all this news and the overwhelmingness, I feel like every day we open our phones and it's something new. Um, How does everybody feel this week? Who's going first? You could go. You could go. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a sad thing, especially with the um, with the latest thing. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Um, it's terrible. I tried to you know um, man up and uh, watch the video multiple times, but I got through it uh, two and a half times, and rightfully so. You know, I think uh, being angry in um, how do I put it? Being angry, that that that's the only thing that that video will get you. I don't think I've run into anybody, and um, uh, you know, I pay attention to all spectrums, all you know, white, black, uh, liberal, conservative, all that stuff. I really didn't find anybody trying to justify what happened to this dude. So I was happy for that, for the most part. You know what I mean? Um, so there's, I try to pay attention to the to the uh silver lining sometimes um and i am glad that there is uh some unity a lot of unity as far as um you know the police are concerned because you have like the, the the blue line uh where they like to protect each other but um you have a lot of videos where there's a lot of people calling out saying like nah bro that we're, we're not we're not with that you know what i mean and i just saw one right before doing this um where one cop was like, he was like, look, I'm taking my helmet off. Um, I'm putting my baton down. Like he was a sheriff and he mm-hmm. told everybody threw their batons down. He's like, yo, this ain't a protest. We're, this is a parade because we're with y'all. So they started walking with them and, you know, um, so I'm happy to see that. But um, I just think that this one in particular, because like, you you know, we we're talking before, like, you know, I try to be objective with a lot of this. Um, that goes on um this one in particular there is no explaining it away <laughs> there is nothing right. whatsoever i just try to um not let emotion cloud my judgment if you know what i'm saying like i i am angry but i, I this got to be done right because we got everybody now on on our side and and it got to be done right so yeah. 
That's how I feel. I'm sorry. If I if I was long-winded, I'm sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> um, Kevin or Francis or James, how do you guys feel after this week or all this news? I rate, I rate is the word, and I think I can speak for everybody by saying that. Mm-hmm. I rate. Like, uh, mixed emotions, but everything is, like, just between hurt and I rate, I would say. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, so, like, let's talk about, like, pain. Like, I know that um, the, first of all, the, like, the initial emotion is probably anger, but I want to really, like, dissect the pain that you guys as Black men feel um, knowing that you have to navigate through this world. And um, almost anything can, can get you killed. Like, I'm, I'm almost anything can get you killed at this point. Um, do you live, like, in fear? Like, what's, what goes on through your mind? I mean, I would say that, you know, especially, and yeah, we're all kind of in the New York area. I'm not sure about the uh, the misanthropic one. I don't know where you. Where yeah, you I'm, I'm close to you. I'm I'm, okay. I'm close. To you. I'm Jersey. Okay, Jersey. cool. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just, especially in this area, like you know, we had whether it's stop and frisk and all different types of stuff like that. Um, for especially, I just feel like now, I don't know if it's it's kind of like a warped feeling, right? Like I don't know if it's not that there's more cameras around or if it's you know what the case may be, but it feels like lately, especially with Trump being in office, like it's a lot easier to get offended and just like there's it's kind of like i've been this build up to where we're at right now so it's um it's almost like you you get numb to it in a certain way but um this this one like you know like we all were saying it's just a hit a little different because i think it's more the for me the the pain it was in seeing how indifferent dude was when he was like you know choking him out with his knee you feel right. me so it's like you don't even treat i mean we all make the joke you know but a lot of white people treat animals better than they treat people bro <laughs> like for real so it's like <laughs> i already know this guy gonna be funny bro. i already know but nah it's the truth though man like i saw it, it was a, a police officer with a, his knee on the neck of a dog and like people were like this is the image that's gonna get people, white people up in arms but it's like yo it's, it's the truth though, so unfortunately and I, I would, I would just double down on that. Like, if you're watching him throughout the entire video, you could see it's almost like he's getting a pleasure knowing that the dude was like choking, and the more, the more he was about to give out, it's like the harder. Like he would readjust his knee to make sure he still had that grip on him. So for me, it's just like you can't, you can't avoid it. Like with the other ones, you kind of, you could have kind of like ignored it moved around it but for this one it's like it's right in everybody's face mm-hmm. right so. and i think that i think what makes i saw another video of a i think that like things got out of um line at a protest and another officer tried to put his knee in somebody's neck and the other officer that was with him moved his knee yeah, um so i don't that's what makes this that. one so crazy. It's like there were three other officers there and none of them thought to say, dude, like even after he's not moving, none of them thought to say, my guy, get, up. get up. Like yeah. that, that part was a little bit, it just looked weird, like really weird. Um, so I want to tell you guys a quick story and then I kind of just want to get um, your opinions on um, relations with, law enforcement. I remember when I was in undergrad, um, my teacher 
in my psychology class, she asked this question and she asked, um, you know, when something tra a tragic happens um, at home, um, who are you gonna call? Like, who do you call? And I remember, I think I was like the first person to answer and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna call a family member first, like, and just let them know what's going on. And then the teacher or maybe another classmate was like, you're not gonna call the cops? And I'm like, um, I'll call them eventually, but I'm gonna call like a family member first. Like instinctively, I'm going to call somebody I know first and then call the cops. And like, it was weird because the class was split and like a lot of the white people in the class just kept saying, I'm calling the cops. If something super tragic is happening and I need help from danger, I'm going to call the cops first. And all the black kids were kind of like, uh, I'm gonna call somebody I know first and then call the cops. Um, and I just feel like that's, um, that conversation is very indicative of our relationship with law enforcement. And I just wanna know, do you guys as black men feel that way? Do you not want to deal with law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I feel being around law enforcement for me gives me anxiety. Like even if I'm not doing anything wrong, just looking at a cop gives me anxiety because you, you don't know what could happen. And I've never, I, I can't remember any time I've ever had to actually call the police, like come help me with this type of situation. So, mm -hmm yeah that's crazy that being around law enforcement or dealing with law enforcement gives you anxiety yeah, like, it does. Um, how, long ago, how long ago did that happen with you Janine? uh it happened probably when i was 21 maybe even younger i could have been 20 because i was i was probably in my second year of college <laughs> for me i was in um a couple weeks back i was in maryland and I was riding around with my cousin. He was speeding. He was going like 85 in the 60 zone. So the cop pulled us over and he comes out this car pissed. First thing he does, he goes to the back of my cousin's car. He punches the car. Then he runs up. My cousin just has his hands on the, like, the steering wheel like this. I'm in the passenger seat. I'm like, damn, not, like, not today. Like, it can't be today. He comes up with like, all the energy. He's yelling. Um, he's getting my cousin's face. And he's talking to us like we children. He's like, you know what the fuck you were doing? How the fuck you, like, why were you speeding like that? This, that, and the third. I'm like, damn, like, we really about to get into some shit. And then mm. afterwards, like, after he saw that we were shook, he scaled back and then he went to, okay, listen, you guys got to be more careful. Like I, like, I hope I didn't scare you too much, but you got to be more responsible. And he let us go off of that. But his original thought, he came to the car like he was about that shit, like he's about that life. So, those type of situations that we go through, that's not comforting. Right. You're talking about the speed. Was that a white cop? It was a white, yeah, it was, of course it was a white cop. It was like, that's not comforting. It's not, all we were doing was speeding. It's not like we were doing anything crazy. Right. I've been treated crazily by black cops too, though. So I can't even, yeah. I can't even say of course. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's just wild. Oh, Kev, you. No, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I want to hear from the <laughs> Uh, well, when it comes to me, I've had um, I had very few bad uh, experiences with cops. Like maybe, maybe two, if anything. Most of the time, from the way like I was brought up, like my pops used to tell me, you know, and we Africans, so you know, my pops is from Sierra Leone, so he'd be like. Listen, I remember when I was a little kid and I never really uh, paid attention to this or absorbed it to much later in life. He was like, look, 
you know, there, there's all types of authority in the world. Like, we're your parents, you know, talking about me, uh, him and my mom. Say, look, when you go to school, your, your teacher's uh, an extension of us. When you're out on the street, that cop is an extension of us because you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, um, you know, basically instilling a little bit of common sense in me. Like, of course, you know, like, you know, right from wrong. You know what I mean? So growing up, I knew like when I was doing wrong, like if I get pulled over, like I'll give you an example. Just was it last weekend or yeah, last weekend I went down to a brigand team and I was uh, going down the, uh, the Garden State Parkway and I was going, I, w I was heavy on the, the uh, accelerator. So I got pulled over and uh dude came over and uh i already had my stuff out and i gave i gave him everything and he goes um you know you were going to 85 right i was like yeah i said i was i was happy on it yeah you know what i'm just trying to get that down to a brigantine and this and that and uh he was like how's your uh, record i said i'm i'm clean I, I don't fuck around you know and after that he was just like yeah he didn't even bother to run me he's just like all right just be careful don't you know and then i also had some where you just know you can feel the heat you know as soon as they come over and it, you you know how you have like the hair on the back of your neck stands up so no matter what you do i'm just like fuck it you know just give me my ticket <laughs> i'm just like you know you know what i mean like i'm not even gonna talk to you like i give you everything and i know either you're gonna lecture my ear off or you're gonna be cool and be like all right you know what i mean um i don't i I don't know, I just like this like this specific incident though, this is a crazy anomaly. Like I said, man, is is wild because um I just I you know, there's no way around that shit. Like I like I found myself screaming at the at my phone while I was watching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm screaming, like, yo, get you like I could understand if if there was a moment of restraint and you're trying to restrain him, maybe your leg slips or whatever, and you're like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And you go back, and this dude was already restrained, you know what I mean? He, he already had his hands behind his back, he already had his feet uh, held down, and dude, I, it bothers me, it really does, because it's like, he's not breathing, he, he, he pisses himself, and you see this man's soul leaving his body, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And this dude's face is just like the coldest face I've ever seen in, in, in my life. Right. Mm. <laughs> so, um, and I'm only laughing to prevent myself from like really fucking like crying. You got to do it because you know what I mean? So, um, mm. yeah, that that's it really. I mean, I think when it comes to cops and sometimes, I tr again, I try to be objective. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I, I know. Um, like I have friends that are in law enforcement and they tell me some of the stories and shit. So I get like, the sometimes they might have an attitude or whatever, but I'm just like, it's my stuff. I'm not going to cut my eyes. If you're going to give me a ticket or hand me up, let's, let's get this over with. Cause I got places to be. I, I don't want to fuck with you all day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But see the question, my follow up question to this is, um, I do like your attitude in um in response to authority i just think like you feel like they they're who they are you know there has to be some level of respect blah 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 but now when we when we look at francis's example um what disturbs me about that is because um if you are set to um i don't know if you are 
if you are policing people and somebody is going over the speed limit, why is that affecting your emotional status to the point where you're walking up to a car and you're angry and you're cursing and you're, you're a civil servant. Like, why are you cursing and carrying on to give somebody a ticket? If you want to give the person the ticket, give them the ticket and, um, and you know, and be about whatever it is you want to do. I just find it frustrating because the same way how a cop in that instant is emotional and not restraining his personal um, emotions from a job where he should be, you require the person you're talking to like that to restrain their emotions when they're getting treated unfairly. And that's mm -hmm. not, that's not human like. So I don't know. That confuses me a lot. I don't, I don't get abuse it. of power. Yeah, it is. Mean. It is an abuse of power. You know what I want to share with you? I'm sorry. You know what I want to share with you all? Um, it's a little off topic, but one thing I do want to um, I do want to bring up is the fact that we all have we all might know people that are cops or someone that knows that somebody that's not a cop. So um, I want to start off by saying that not all cops are bad. We already said that pretty much. Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about. I never really had a bad experience with a cop because I know I say stupid things a lot, but I'm not a man of many words. So if a cop comes about, I shake my head, I do whatever just to keep the ball rolling. But um, I remember when I was in sixth grade, I went to camp and there was a school thing and uh, we had to wash our hands before we ate dinner. And the uh, chaperones were cops. One of the cops was a detective. And when I was in sixth grade, I thought all cops were just good people. They could do nothing wrong. I thought like they had to go through something where they had to take like a morals test and say everything right and do everything right. And we were washing our hands and there was no more paper to dry our hands. And I, I looked at the cop and I'm like, is there any more paper? And he goes, no, but what you should do is dry them off on some girl's breasts. And he walked away. And I remember I sat there staring like, did a cop just say that to me? I'm, that's, that's when I was like, holy shit. And I'm not, I'm not even joking. I was like, holy shit. If he said that, what else could he have said? Yeah. And like, I'm like, if that's the way a cop is thinking, what do other cops think? And that just, that's, that had me fucked up. Ever since then, I was like, you know what? When, when I see cops, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> hey, bro, that, have, that moment might have saved your life. <laughs> Yo, you're an, you, you're an idiot. I know this really happened to you, but you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, that was that was how you figured out that all cops aren't pristine. Uh, that's, that's when I realized I was in sixth grade, and it's crazy. <laughs> oh man, Yo, that's to, funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> to um answer James' point about like. Black cops, I did, I've, I've had bad experience with black cops too, though. If mm -hmm. I tell y'all a quick story, um, an undergrad, one time we were going out, I was going out with a lot of my homies, it was like 10 of us, and some shit popped out, and we were going to school in Philly, so you know, obviously that's the inner city. So it was like a, a street brawl had like popped off, but then like afterwards, after everything got like under control, well, mind you, before, while we were going to the party, the cops harassed us because they seen a group of black kids going. 
one of my niggas was drunk. Can I be cursed on here? I'm sorry. Yes, you can. Okay, all right. I mean, keep so, it to the minimum. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of my guys was drunk, and he called the cop Urkel. So then that cop, you know, you know, the cop took it, went away. After the whole situation was over, the fight is done. Here comes this black cop again, and he snatches one of my friends. You know, my friend turned around and seen him as a cop. He took off running. The black cop tased him. So he fell flat, like fat on his face. And then he tried to get up again. He tased him again. And then like his whole, like his whole face was, was fucked up. They cuffed him and then they took him to the hospital. So that's the same. Like I have had bad experience with black cops too. And I don't know, cause you know what? It was like a, a bad situation with a fight. But at the same time, it didn't have to go there because it was de-escalated already um, from what it was. I'm happy you guys are bringing up the fact that you've had a bad experience with bad experiences with black cops as well. Because another question I have for you is, do you think that this is an issue of race or do you think that this is an issue of power or is it both? Both. 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 (laughs) Yes. Tell us how you feel. (laughs) <laughs> so, let, let Junior go. He got yeah, something to that's say. What I'm about. Um, yeah, I think. Well, you're talking about this particular instance. No, overall, I'm overall. talking about in general. Like, oh, it, yeah, yeah, I could. I, look, it. I could say both. Um, depending on you know, depending on the situation, you know. Um, but I honestly believe sometimes. Um, that the media plays a big part in this because they know that uh, a lot of us are very. Um, emotional driven and um, emotion driven, excuse me. And um, they'll put out a certain narrative as far as, um, you know, like with this, with this incident, George Floyd, they go, Oh, the guy's a white supremacist. So I'm thinking, okay, either he said something to this dude, like we, we all agree with the video. I don't think there's anybody, especially on this panel that says, nah, you know what, what he did was wrong. Um, but I'm looking to see, okay, where's this guy's pattern of, of being a racist? And you, there is none. No one's blaring that out there. You know what I mean? He does have infractions. So to me, with this situation, I think it was a power trip with him. Um, but yeah, def- most definitely when it comes to certain other ones, you could kind of, you could kind of pick that out. You know what I mean? But um, I just think that sometimes it, it's the icing on the cake for, for certain individuals to put that out there because they know that we're going to go hard and be like, you know what I mean? Why do you think that, um, why do you think that cops, whether they, because I don't think it's a racial issue as much for the blue people as it is for how they treat the, the civilian. Um, so I think that's why it's a racial issue because I think that white people get away with far more so why do you think that white people get away with far more um, under blue authority than black people do? I think because this country was built by us, but built for them, you know, and they're just protecting the power structure that holds the country together. But do you think that's done purposefully or do you think it's innate? Like it's just like think- black people are threatening, we are problematic, like, or that's what they believe. I'm not saying we are, but. I think it's conditioning. Like, right. I think that if you're raised a certain way to view black people a certain way, it doesn't matter necessarily if they're an actual threat in the situation, but you just may feel threatened because that's how you were brought up to perceive them a certain way. They're, they're so, believed to think like that because um, 
I'll tell you what, there are foreigners who believe black Americans aren't shit. That's not just true. not just white people, you know what I mean? There's, there's so, Africans that think that, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's crazy. <laughs> Straight up, bro. No, it is. Um, it's messed up. A lot of foreign people, African and Caribbean people, do look at Black Americans yeah. in a different, um, in a different light. But then when we think about Amadou Diallo and like people who, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, they see black it don't matter where you're from um yep. they can't really they can't gauge all that stuff in an instant they just see your color um and i don't know it's just it's weird okay so my next question is how do you guys think these issues will be solved like how do we get a handle on um police brutality and racism racism because they're existing, they're coexisting in the same space. And they're, they're causing like really, you know, big issues. How do you think these issues will be solved? Well, let's start off with the president. Hmm. Let's start off with the president, because guess what? No matter what, whether we like it or not, racism will always be around. Thank but you. The thing is, the thing is that we, if you if you take a look at history, from what I remember, Bill Clinton was a president for eight years, mm-hmm. and black people loved um, Bill Clinton. He was an and idiot, though. It's, straight it's fine, but but at the end of the day, black people loved Bill Clinton, and the and the response that he got from black people, mellowed, mellowed everything down. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, George Bush, who was kind of neutral. He was an idiot as well. He could he could be as racist or whatever, but you know what? His thoughts didn't really project. Then you have Obama. When Obama came into the pre- uh, office, everybody's thinking like, "All right, this country's being ran by blacks." And then the white people, the racists, are thinking like, "Damn, I don't know if I really like that." But now Trump, as president, he gives it. He, he embeds it in their head that. It's pretty much okay to be racist with the whole MAGA shit and coming out. So I feel like people are just more open to being racist now. Do you, think, do you think that um that racist acts like these have increased under Trump's presidency? I like think so. fact, factually. Yeah, yes. I yeah. think people are more open about it now. Yeah. Hmm. But I will I my my feeling is that it's funny, interesting that in American politics we say left wing and right wing, because and that conjures the image of a bird. Because when you think about it, bro, left wing, right wing, it's all the same animal. You feel me? So it's like, regardless of who's in office, it's still the same agenda. It's still all those different things. I think Obama was actually one of the biggest curses to black people in that it lulled us to sleep. You know, in terms of us feeling that we had arrived, feeling that there was some big amount of progress made. I mean, yes, iconically speaking. A black man in the Oval Office had never happened. But in terms of real progress, in terms of things that you would think that him being president wouldn't allow something like this to happen. But I think Trump is in response to the fact that a black man had the audacity to sit in the Oval Office, you know? Like, it's the reason why he won the way he won. Because if, if the way you, when you're looking back on it, Hillary Clinton, for all intents and purposes, if you listen to the media, should have won that election. But I think people underestimated 
I think people underestimated a lot how um, how many people said they were Democrat and then got in the voting booth and voted for Trump. You know? Because they, at the end of the day, they're white. You know, regardless of liberal or not, they they're white before they're anything else. You know, Junior, I, I want to know what you feel about this. <laughs> oh Lord, I gotta okay. I gotta disagree with uh, what's what's my man's name, James. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is what I was referring to before. This well, I'll agree with one part. Racism will always be there. It's a phenomenon. It's look if you took if we were all white or all black or whatever. There's going to be people out there that are going to try and justify why they're better than you. It, it could be your eye color. It could be, you know, your, your nails. It could be your hair. Um, it could be anything. So racism is always there. I don't think it was uh, uh, emboldened by any one president. Um, I think now with the media out there, because they, they understand what to do. Like I said before, they, they, they understand how to, um, uh, what, what, uh, how do you say it? Hard strings to pull. You know what I mean? Like you have this situation. You have uh, Ahmad Arbery, right? How do how do they frame it? They frame it as okay, yeah, uh, black man got shot by white supremacists again, right? So then at the same time, you got a, um, a white couple in Delaware that were mourning, mourning some one of their family members that died. I think they were like eighty years old or something. Dude came, black dude came and, and killed him. Barely any coverage at all. And when they did cover it, it just said, yeah, uh, two people uh, killed in cemetery. So my thing is this, because I read like, um, you, I don't know if you guys ever heard of like Thomas Sowell. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. He's like an old school, like a dude that used to be like a, um, like a, a, a liberal. And then he became like a conservative. And he wrote, he writes, he wrote like, damn, like over 20 books or something. But there's this one uh, saying that I love that he says, he goes, you know, when, when blacks receive so much, he goes, when we receive so much special treatment, equal treatment is going to seem like discrimination. You know what I'm saying? Because all these people, the media pundits and all that, they're pushing this stuff like, it's almost like a virtue signal. It's like called virtue signaling. Like, oh, look, we're the good guys. And look, we mm-hmm. look what's going on and blah, 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 blah. But this shit has been going on. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, this has been documented, a lot of this stuff. Um, so as far as you were asking about fixing this shit, that's what you were saying. What's the solution? I say the solution is um, we got to put our money together. We got to be like, I always say study Jewish people. I know it sounds funny, but Not they're very sure. tight-knit. Very fucking tight-knit group. If you go to Brooklyn, you can't go on one fucking block in Brooklyn and not see Jewish shit set up. They, they understand how it goes. And they're discriminated against heavily. But guess what? Go, in, go on TV and say something negative about a Jewish person. Within 24 hours, you're retracting that because they're not playing with it. With, with you they're gonna cancel you quick they're the originators of of cancel culture so i mean yeah, i think bro. we gotta organize in that sense all this you know rioting and doing all this shit and mind you a lot of them ain't black that's another thing that uh, antifa bro antifa assholes that again they're oh yeah we, we're for you black people but meanwhile they're going destroying shit they're not gonna help we get yeah we're, exactly uh, there was one girl that was there from black lives matter 
who said, what are you doing? Like, because they put BLM, graphite, graphite and BLM on a Starbucks. She goes, yo, what are you doing? She goes, that ain't us. You know, get, stop doing that shit. She goes, See, we're going to get blamed for this shit. And it's Antifa. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing this for y'all. No, you're not. And no. I, I that patronizing shit. This is why I love all the, um, I, don't, I don't like all these celebrities today. I don't care if you're black, white. A lot of them are so full of shit. They, they, they're just doing a lot of this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I like Malcolm X. Uh, I like Martin, um, Marcus Garvey, because they implemented their, their ideas. They were about shit, self-reliance. That's what I think it is. Because if we tighten our shit up, yeah, we all have differences and shit. But if we put that shit to the side, we go to the courthouse, listen, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. Sit, sit there for 30, 40 days, deep, going deep, deep, deep. Something got to give. I love, my- I love what you're saying, but I feel like Black people have a very peculiar, um, a peculiar way of doing what you recommended. Because I feel like um, on a global level, we are a broken people. Countries in Africa have been colonized by the whites. Countries in uh, everywhere, every black country or black nation um, has come about um, through pain, uh, war. And I know that even white nations as well, but I feel like there is this systematic separation that is embedded in us um, because, and that's a direct effect of, you know, how we got here and how we got to the other places that we're in. So that's why I feel like at times it might be hard to put us on one accord because there's like still internal stuff that we trying to figure out, like, and trying to get through. I don't know if it's as easy to just look at you and say, you know what, you black, you my brother, because the internal hate that goes on amongst us is still very real as well. Yeah, but yeah, but that's yeah. my thing. You got to drop that shit. And we're talking about right now where you have the world looking at this. The world mm-hmm. is saying, yeah, we with you. I just got, I'm telling you, the, the amount of support is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's across the world. Yeah, people are like, nah, we, we get it. That's why it, it made me cringe when I'm seeing all this. The, the riots and all that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Now we got it. Now we mm-hmm. got it. Now we got everybody saying, yeah, you know what? This is it. This is the time where, again, like I, I could disagree with so-and-so. I could disagree with you, but yeah, we, we're going to get this fixed right now. This is, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. No, and then at the end of the day, we got to understand all of us got our differences, no matter who you vote for, who you like, whatever. That's cool. But, this is something that we again, Janique, you gotta watch the, some of these videos, bro. It it really brings a tear to my eye, man. Like when I see some of these people that they're like, especially from the cops. I saw a black cop. Uh, I think on the shade room they put it up on their Instagram. Um, yeah, who was telling? He said to um, shut the f up to somebody. Yeah, that one. It was mm-hmm. that one, and then you had the other one where he was in his car and he was like, "Yo, like." I got I got in this to protect people. So he's like, so if I see my partner doing something wrong, yeah, I'm gonna drag him to the side and be like, yo, dude, we got him, you know, like referring to this instance, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a this huge outpouring of stuff and from people that you probably would be surprised too. So um 
that's where I think like we got to put that shit aside again. Study the Jews, study Asians as well. I was I mean, just about to say that. Yeah, Asians. I think. They, they, I, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, no, you good, you good. I just think that I mean, with the, you look at other minority groups like Asia, especially because I mean, we're low key in a cold war with China right now, right? And if you look at back, whether it's the Japanese or other Asian groups, they were persecuted, obviously nowhere close to the same level that Black people were in this country. But there's a reason why people can't really say shit to Asian people anymore. It's because at the end of the day, it comes down to group economics, money, power, and respect. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a motherland that if shit, if, if, if they started treating Asian people in America the way that we're being treated, China would come over here and start killing everybody. You know what I mean? So there, what country, black country, can we look at and be like, all right, there's come no and save power us. in our there's, origins there's because none. they're mm-hmm. all controlled by white folk. Exactly. Well, exactly. To be fair, now Africa is controlled by Asia. <laughs> now right, now, right, right. Now it is. Still Europe. <laughs> but, 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 but to speak back on how I talked about the Obama lulling us to sleep, the probably the last chance I think Afri- an African country had towards gaining true like dom- dominance in, uh, in terms of global economic power was through Muammar Gaddafi in Libya. The reason that that Gaddafi was killed, they claimed on the media that it was because he was persecuting his people. That's not true. The African Union, he was actually trying to base the currency of both Libya and other African countries off of the resources on the land, which would have automatically overnight made many African countries some of the most wealthy countries on the face of the earth. So, you know, the U.S. petrodollar wasn't having that. Cameroon Cameroon currency is still... It's still run by France, and France don't even use that currency. Exactly. But, but that's why. But that's why we got that civil war going on. Because mm-hmm. you know, back home, because because uh, of that reason, we want our independence. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Trying to, people yeah. trying to break free, man. I think there's like a. It's almost like a like a spirit coming across the earth right now. Just some people just getting fed up, bro. Just saying, <laughs> like enough is enough. Like, no, seriously. Um, we all going to be free or it's going to be by force. Like, you know oh, man. I wanted to talk to you guys about trauma. Um, and this is a serious question. Um, what do you think about um, our constant subjection to these images and encounters of like, people just dying at the hands of cops. And the fact that we can replay them over and over, the news replays them, you know, we get in our computers and they're everywhere. How do you think that affects us personally? Desensitization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel a part of yourself die a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you, you know. We, we've seen so many uh, black men get killed on camera. I just think that this one was like the most gruesome in the sense that he killed him with his knee. But we've seen so many others get shot on camera. And I think we, like, even for like the Ahmed, um, how you pronounce Ahmad? Ahmed? Ahmad? Ahmad Arbery. Yeah. Um, Mike Brown, Trayvon. After a while, for some of them, it's like you. You either you have that choice as a black man. You either gonna engage and you're gonna, you know, act her, speak up, or you're just gonna be like, you know, I'm not dealing with that this time. Exactly. <laughs> For it's real. Like, it's like you got two choices. I think this one just kind of it's in our face, and we can't run from this one. But I definitely think, like Kev said, desensitization. Mm-hmm. I like what you just brought up. The fact that 
it's weird how if, if you ask anybody on the face of the earth what's worse a gun or a knee or a body part um they would most likely say a gun but in this instance we really see the gruesomeness that is um killing somebody it's easy to shoot somebody any, any coward can shoot a gun yeah. right, right any right. coward to 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 support like to use physical force in that capacity to the point where you kill somebody is really, really intentional. Like mm -hmm. to some degree, it's just personal. Yeah, personal. yeah it's weird. Um, Francis, I also want to ask you, how was the protest that you attended uh, yesterday? Um, that, that was my first protest I ever went to. And I had a really good experience because being up here in Harlem, uh, it was all about unity. But when I when we first got there, because we got there late, there were some speakers. And the thing I didn't like is that you had a speaker over here, speaker over here, speaker over here, all these different voices trying to talk to the crowd. So as we during that part of the protest, we didn't really get anything out of it. But when you actually started marching and you actually started seeing um, the people united, that's what felt empowering to me. Um. Um, that's awesome. I want to go to, I want to take part in a protest, but I know sure. I was told that, you know, like you really need to research the protest that you're attending and just, Why is that? Sure. um, only because you don't like, I think junior was saying earlier, a lot, some of these things are manipulated, um, by sure. other people who are pretending, um, to do something, but they, they really have an agenda for mm -hmm. us they have they have a makeup that they want us to look like so yeah. it's like kind of just putting the pieces of the puzzle where they want them and then you know letting us do our thing with our raw emotion so i gotcha. think it, we really have to research who's leading a protest and things of that nature speaking um, of a uh, raw emotion i don't know if y'all been seeing the video circulating of like people essentially getting set up like where They'll put, say they know a protest is going to be walking down a certain street. There'll be yep. a pile of bricks, bro, just like yes. waiting for them. I'm telling you, yo, this thing <laughs> is on another about. level, bro. This thing is on another level. Deception is yeah. real. Like, these people are, it's, cra it's crazy. Yeah. Because, like, this is, this is, it's almost, it's weird because you, you grow up reading about history, but it's like, you don't, people don't realize they're living it until 10 years later you're looking back like oh damn that was like this is this yeah. is something our kids are going to be learning about in history class right? maybe <laughs> maybe maybe not yeah right exactly. <laughs> I, I will say, yeah, no, I will say this though need. Oh, no go ahead junior go ahead oh i'm sorry okay well that's why i'm saying that we have to control what we're doing you know what i mean like again i i, I highly I believe in self-reliance a lot. Like I said, 100%. a lot of these, like, <laughs> there's a lot of these um, dudes like like Malcolm X and, and, and Garvey that, that I love. Like, a lot of these clowns today, I don't follow them because, you know, it just, a lot of it is just a lot of grandstanding to me. And um, those guys were about it. So when I read up on, like, how we try to, when we do certain things like i watch how we move and everything and i, I you know it's, it's kind of bad that I, you know you that you can criticize certain things and it's sad you know especially with something like this but like like kev was saying um that was one of the things i was referring to i seen a couple videos where like you see a black dude in dallas and he goes he's out in i guess the metro center over there and he's like 
yo, why is there a, a fresh pallet of bricks right here? Mm-hmm. He goes, there's no construction. He was showing his phone. He's, there's nothing going on. He goes, nah, I know what this is. This is a setup. He goes, nah, mm-hmm. well, I'm not participating in this. He's like, nobody better touch this, this, this pallet of bricks because they wanted to get black people to go in, you know, do Wall out. Yeah, so again, like, I think that, just to reiterate, I know it sounds like, like I'm a broken record, but I think that we got to um, chill and not, ch- you know, use our emotions and channel it in the right way. Absolutely. And, and I swear, like, I, it, it, it's, it, it has to be different this time. <laughs> I hope it is because right, right. When, like, I forget who said this saying, um, when you protest so much, all you're going to get is sore feet after a while because you're banging your head against the wall expecting a different result. So, um, you know, like you have Eric Garner's mom that came out and said, nah, stop doing this crazy shit. Uh, Floyd's family saying it. Like, we got to organize. That's that's what I think it is. Like like you were saying, you know, we all have our internal nonsense and all that stuff. Yeah, we go, we'll settle that later today. We got to do this. I think that that's that's going to be highly difficult because I think that white people have mastered um, this, um, the game of leveling up without having to put on a show. And I don't know if black people have mastered that yet. I think that we want everybody to know what we're doing when we're uh, doing it. That's yeah, a bad thing though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That, 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 that. Said it can be a detriment to us because it's like we want to show everything. We want everybody to know how we're doing this, yeah. how we're doing that. But we like real G's move in silence, like lasagna. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy though. But that that that's real, and but that's also a learned behavior, right? Because um, when we were slaves, right, especially right. Black American culture, uh, the only time that we were given like. That's the reason the term Sunday's best actually historically comes from when the slave owners would go to church on Sundays, they would dress up all their slaves in the best linens, the best clothes. And it was almost like a parading of their slaves. Like, Oh, I have the best dressed slaves. Right. So it, it began to become, it began to become a learned behavior in us that our value was in how we presented ourselves to the world. And that's why you got black people now today, like everything that we do, it's all about flash and like all that other stuff. And that, like you said, is like our detriment because everything we do has to be out on front street. Like no one can ever just do stuff to do it and build power, which is what white people do. I just want to point out that Holes called the Minnesota governor and he didn't tweet about it. He didn't put it on Instagram. We found yeah. out how we found out. Shameless plug to my favorite rapper in the whole wide world. Who is which rapper? Four forty four, dog. Come on now. Not Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z. Okay. Um. Okay. When you said Jay Z, what? I missed that. He he personally called the governor of Minnesota. Oh, 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 okay. um, to his and his whack ass was like, no, now I, I finally see how big it is. Like, <laughs> I wanted to say something. <laughs> Jay-Z you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, but if that's what it takes, whatever. He's yeah, yeah, you're right. You're um, right. You got to take it, though. Wait, hold on, nigga. I want to say something to one of Junior's points. Okay. So yesterday, right, when the, the protest was in Harlem, everything was peaceful. Mm-hmm. Now, that same protest continued down to Union Square, and y'all probably saw some of the videos last night mm-hmm. in New York. Now, to Junior's point, um, I saw my homies a couple minutes ago when I was outside. And he actually went down there too. He wasn't like doing anything, but he was just there. And he told me 
you could see the difference in the demographic from when the protest was up here to when it got down there. Because when it got down there, it was like a, more of other races and then younger kids with, with like no direction. So you saw a lot of those stores being looted in the Union Square. You saw like the cop cars burning. That wasn't, a lot of that wasn't um, like black men. That was different races in there. It's crazy, man. That's, yeah. um, that's being busted and stuff. Right. I love how in Newark, like they were like, um, in uh, Newark, New Jersey, yeah, somebody tried that, to start that and they were just like, no, we're not doing that. Um, and they yeah. kind of like stopped the person who had like, I think he had a hammer or a brick in his hand. Um, mm -hmm. and he was about to start damaging stuff and they were like, no, we're not doing that. I thought that was pretty cool, but let me move on. Um, so that I don't keep y'all all night. My next question is, um, what do you think about people, um, who talk about black on black crime as a response to blue on black crime? Uh, I think Asians kill the most Asians, white kills the, whites kill the most whites, and black kills black people kill the most black people. That's not statistically untrue, but that doesn't take away from the fact that people that are literally charged to protect us are out here murdering us like cats and dogs, you know. So and they're not getting they're not getting they're not getting any kind of sentence. They're not getting any kind of a uh, any kind of punishment for it. Exactly. 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 Like black people, if a black person kills another black person, nine out of ten times, they're gonna go to jail. Absolutely. And, and then, the, <laughs> with if a white, if a white cop goes and kills a black person, they're gonna pay him and tell him not to come to work for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. <laughs> or put him in witness witness wow. protection or something, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? And you know, and that's crazy. Yeah, because when they go, if they do go to jail, they're good. They're protected by the other cops. Yeah, You're good. probably getting, but, probably watching Netflix, chilling. <laughs> but you go if a black person goes to jail, those cops in that jail are going to beat his ass. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, that's 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 where it's not fair. That's what that's what okay. these people don't understand. Well, my thing is, I'm I'm kind of passionate about the whole black and black crime too, because that's another phenomenon that um I kind of explore. Um, my thing with that is when people, the only reason why I could kind of see why people bring that up is because like going back to the last conversation, how we put forth certain things that we put forth out there is, oh, we're, su we're such a self-loving race and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. So if this happens, like, you know, uh, another uh, blue on black crime, God forbid, I'm just saying if it happens, right? And then you know, I, I kind of, part of me don't blame somebody for saying, well, you know what, if you, I mean, I know, I, me personally, I know you have to address that situation as it is, but people are saying, well, yeah, if you got all this energy, you got to keep that same energy for when this happens, because you're putting forth that you love each other ex so much. But that goes back to the point that we shouldn't put certain things out there. You know what I mean? Like, I think that when it comes to that, we have to acknowledge both. Um, but I do like what James was saying, um, because I had kind of had to change my perspective year, uh, like a few years back, because I understand there's nuance to everything. Um, I, I, I like what he's saying about uh, them, a lot of them getting away with shit or getting a smack on the wrist or whatever. Um, but then again, that all plays to you know, you, we've seen videos sometimes of, of some of us doing fuck shit. Like, if you watch some uh, 
sovereign city video, uh, sovereign city, sovereign citizen videos. Those piss me off because it's like, like I saw, for example, I saw one where um, there was a dude that pulled, um, I believe the, the, I don't know if the female was black or white. Well, it doesn't matter. Pulled this chick over and the chick keeps asking. Oh, no, I think it was a black chick. She keeps asking, oh, what gives you the authority to do this? What gives you, like, well, yeah, I went to Maryland Academy, blah, 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 showing all his nice. It's like, come on, at some point, you know, it's like, dude, Get this dude out of your face. Just do do it and go. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it it's it's a weird thing. I kind of understand the 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 response, um, but but I guess it it depends on the situation. You know what I mean? And also the number of times too that it happens because we have stuff like this that are pushed in our face by the media. Again, I, I keep repeating it because they're very culpable in this. Um, they'll push it to us knowing they're going to get a response. But meanwhile, you look at places like Chicago, Birmingham, um, um, Houston, where, dude, we're getting mowed down by each other for, for, for fucking candy. Mowed the fuck down. And no one's saying anything. There's no cameras going down there. No one cares. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of understand it. Okay. <laughs> Francis, you have a, a, a something to say about this? I would say <clears throat> that is a, I feel like there's a time for that conversation. If you want to have that conversation on black on black crime, there's a time for that. Why would it be right now when a cop just killed a black black man? So I think that, that that definitely does need to be addressed down the line. But if that's your response to what you see right now, then this is not, you're just being insensitive. I also feel like black on black crime um, are usually convoluted issues of mm -hmm. um, disputes between black people for whatever reason. It could be personal. It could be gang related. It could be um, um, whatever it's related to. I think it's a mutual dispute or um, it's related to a specific lifestyle. Not to say that innocent yes. black people don't get mm -hmm. murdered. Um, don't get murdered by, you know, un in unrelated circumstances by other black people. But in most cases, it's the product of a certain lifestyle that two people are living. So I don't think that they're comparable um, because I just feel like, you know, if, if I'm dying for no reason, if I'm if this could have been avoided for any reason, um, and I know black on black crime can also be avoided, but this is a little bit different. Like when you choose the life, you choose to live by the gun, you may die by the gun, unfortunately. No, no um, doubt. So, but yeah. it's a little different when it comes to these issues because <clears throat> some of these people didn't choose. Um, and and cops, you're not gangsters. You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be enforcing the live by the gun, die by the gun um policy. That's not your job. Your job is the opposite, um, mm -hmm. to to protect and to serve. So I think it's a little bit different. Um but like like Francis said, it is an issue that needs. I think I think what we just need to accept is that it does need more attention. But let's not mix the two issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. That's what that's what I you know I, like I said. Like for me personally, for, it took me it took some time for me to understand that there's nuance. Um, so I know it's a knee jerk response because I've done it myself too. Because there's certain like I've seen certain uh, ones, that, uh, 
that are put in our face that I'm like, okay, I could kind of understand why it got to that point when it comes to a blue, uh, blue versus black. Um, you know, but you know, the whole thing with me, I'm just, I'm just very passionate about that shit. Cause you know, I want us to um, do a lot better. I understand about the gang culture and all that stuff. But again, you know, Jernique, you know, if you come to, to, to our little get togethers and everything, everyone says I'm an old soul trapped in a young man's body. Like again, (laughs) you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, why, 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 why? And I always, try to compare um a lot of these things like when it comes to demographics or or, or uh, denominations you look at buddhist monks right if someone said a buddhist monk came out and 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 killed somebody right now what's your what's your response to that what would you say i would yeah, be right. a little shocked because You'd they be like nah right peace right yeah, so that's what that's where I'm hoping to uh, to get to uh, as a race. It's just like that's, look, we that's can look a at very, each other. Very good point. That's a very yeah. good point. I want to be able to get to the point where people could turn around and say, "Nah, that did nah, no way. That th- these dudes did not do that. I can't believe." That's what I aspire for us. You know, I know it's kind of like a Candyland dream, whatever. But you know, that's what I want. I like that point. I do like that point. Um, you know, cause, cause, cause reputation does matter. Um, it's everything. because if, and it's not right that they use our reputation against us, but we can't act like it's not human nature. Like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. I'm with that. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. um, we've been talking about media a lot and I, I have this quote by Malcolm X. And um, it says, if you aren't careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. Um, And I want you guys to talk to me about media coverage as it relates to Black men, Black men getting murdered by cops, um, and these issues in general. What role do you think the media plays in all of this? It's everything. It is the arm, the mouthpiece, the crown jewel of the elite. And you know, people talk about the fourth estate. We have three estates in America, but the fourth estate is supposed to be the media, but that died a long time ago, along with the corporate corporatization and profit seeking of the media. You know, so essentially we got to a point where whether it's MSNBC, you know, CNN, all these different companies all exist under uh, conglomerates, right? So no matter which one you're going to for your information, whether it's Fox News or whatever, you're getting the same message just spit differently because it's all coming from the same headmasters. You feel me? So literally just before we got on this live, I was there was a a reporter that they showed a white woman looting from a building. She's like, she did everything in her power to s- spin this as, oh, maybe she's an em- maybe she's an employee, bro. This woman's walking out with handbags. Goods falling out from under her arms, cause like, come on, bro. Oh, like, like uh, this is you guys go out of your way to characterize, to paint, to do what I, it's like. I mean, <laughs> and that's why, like you say, it's Candyland. Like the dream you have, it's it, in a perfect world that would be amazing, right? But I think it goes not even just to our the news. It's our TV shows. It's our movies. It's our mm-hmm. you know we're, we're condi- even cartoon characters. You know, like there's certain. I forget what, it was some Disney Channel show. And like, the, it, 
I don't remember exactly the circumstances, but it was a white kid and a black kid. I don't know why I'm laughing, but like it, it very, it very clearly showed or displayed to the kids that would be watching that that black people are to be treated less than essentially. Mm-hmm. And like the kid, you know, so it was just like you have no shot. Like your parents probably put you in front of the TV thinking, "Oh, I'm just gonna," you know, they're watching the Disney Channel, not realizing you're getting predictive programming as to how right. you should perceive yourself as a black person and how white people and other races will perceive you. You know, so it's like. It's, it's crazy. Media and media <laughs> is everything. It's not like just the news. It's the no, shows we watch. Is there's agendas in everything. Everything that they push, there's a, there's agendas in it. Um, and you know they work to sway people one way or another way. I always say that I think it's so odd that when these matters of racial a discrimination come up they always come up in floods it's yes. never one isolated of event it's um, like one is the big one and then every day you start to see something and something and i know racism happens every day i i'm i'm on the side <clears throat> of my black people but i do look at the media funny because i just feel like dang Y'all either hold on to information that y'all already know and use it when it's appropriate or when you have an agenda to push. So does that mean you really care or you're more fixated on pushing a narrative or enticing people to behave a certain way? Um, And nobody can ever call you on it because we are responding correctly, but but it's just weird because we're being manipulated at the end of the day. This is, this is why I'm glad you're saying all this. You know, um, I like to gather a lot of stuff from everywhere. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I kind of, I always tell people this because I, I like to see their reactions. Like I kind of lean, I, I lean conservatively. I, I'll be honest. Um, but you know, you were speaking about agendas and stuff. I mean, look at what's going on now. You, you, you brought, you guys brought it up. Cartoons, this and that, blah, 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 blah. You know, when you call this stuff out, they turn around to you like you're crazy. You get labeled like a conspiracy theorist and all this stuff. I mean, so garbage. it's not just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, look, I got no, nothing against how people live. You understand? And like, if you want to live a certain way, if you have a certain lifestyle, as long as you have a good heart to me, I, I don't care how you live. You understand? But like, you know, you're talking about agendas. I mean, I guess bringing this up is we could have a whole totally different podcast on this, like the whole LGBT stuff. Son, you know what I mean? It's like, coming. Tomorrow is June 1st. It's, it's LGBT. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. It's coming, bro. They are coming. I'm telling you. Mark my words. They are coming. It's, they are coming, bro. I, look, hey, I got per- people in my personal life, great people. I don't look at them as, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to address them as, oh, this is my gay friend, blah, 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 blah. No, they're, they're just my friend. Whoever you want to sleep with or do whatever you want to do, that's none of my business, you understand? But I, the media loves to play this game. And I hate to make this, you know, your 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 podcast, like, one-sided but this is a far leftist thing because i you know i study this stuff i I I read up on it they they push a lot of this bullshit 
And when you are on the opposite side, they say, oh, well, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're xenophobe, you're X, Y, Z. It's like, well, nah, dude, it's just common sense. Like, mm-hmm. chill. Like, I don't care what you are, but, like, you know, there's certain imagery me. that, yeah, like, yeah, like, chill out. Like, I don't want to, like, if I have a kid or want, I may have some somewhere that I may not know, <laughs> but that's a whole other story. But, look, I don't want my two-year-old son see, uh, seeing the uh, uh, gay pride parade where dudes are running around with their dicks out. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, you know what I mean? Like, there's a time and place for that. You know what I mean? And you can have your, your parades and all that stuff, but just chill. You know what I mean? Like, why, why do I, I have to accept everything? You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's a whole... Look, right, but I do understand the point that you're trying to make about the media. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so that brings me to another point. A lot of people are so into Cuomo at this time. And um, the, the governor, not the, not the mm, reporter. Um, but I heard somebody say, and I, 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 I thought on it, I pondered on it. And it said that, um, what good is somebody's rhetoric if what happens in the state they represent is opposite from everything they say? NYPD is the most feared police force in most of America. And Cuomo is every day using the media as a tool to show that he is with protesters and, you know, he's down for the people. How do they do? Are those two things supposed to connect? How does he get a handle on his state? Um. I'll answer first, I think, because I, I do like him, and I just, I didn't, I just started, like I say, really following him during the whole Corona thing, because he's in our face every day. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just know New York City police have like decades of being corrupt, like like going like way way far back, and I'm not sure because I'm not that into politics. How much that falls on his shoulders. But I know he was calling out. Um, okay, well, uh, one of y'all might be able to answer. He was calling out whoever the head of police is in New York. For I don't, for, I don't know his name. Yeah, I, I, I don't know his name. But he was basically making it seem like you know he could only lend his voice so far, but he's not empowered to actually instruct him to you know take over it to control whoever it is that we're talking about staff. So okay. I don't. So I don't know how much that blame does fall on him. So he doesn't have that much. He he has power, but not like. I don't think. Yeah, it's not. Okay. The end all be all power. All right. And this is my last question for the night. And um, I, I hope you guys could see this. I don't know if you guys can, but can you see that? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yo, Again. listen, I'm so glad you said that because <clears throat> as a black man, I'm feeling like really discouraged about the election. And, you know, obviously we have, right. <clears throat> obviously we have, Trump, vote. We, have, we have Trump on one side, <laughs> but on the other side, this is the second nominee in, in the row that we got a candidate that has something to do with mass incarceration. Right. You know I mean? And even just like the little sentiments he said when he was talking to Charlamagne, hold on. When he's yeah, talking, yeah. Charlemagne really shows you how I feel the Democratic Party looks at black people. Exactly. At, least, at least he was honest enough to say it to our face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just use us well, for the votes. Well, like they, they this just, is what I'm talking about. Because, again, we got to go back. 
you know, everyone talks about unlearning and all that stuff. What we got to do is go back. There's a, there's a shit ton of stuff I could give you to read. Um, like I said, Thomas Sowell, that, that dude is an OG. Um, he talks about like the, the, the democratic party and all this stuff. And, um, like how like with Hillary Clinton and like all this shit that that they say again. That's why I don't like when it when it comes to right, I I know this is what you want when it comes to Trump. How I feel personally, I'm I'm kind of indifferent. I mean, I do I do like the trolling that that he is hilarious when it comes to that, but that's the icing on the cake for me. Uh, when it comes down to us as a people, a lot of people neglect the fact that we got the HBCU funding. We, they, they, uh, he cut their debt. We got, well, uh, was it First Step Act? We got school choice, uh, opportunity zone uh, investment. That's all good for black people. I don't know why we ignore that. All right. So that that's number one. Um, I'm not looking for to be friends with them. I don't want to sit here and go to a barbecue with them or any of that shit. I'm just looking about uh, at what we can get, like Charlemagne said. But the Democrats are smiling in your face. Meanwhile, th this is why I can't stand that shit. I'd rather have a dude be disrespectful to my face than pretend to be my fucking friend. You know what I mean? No, every yeah, time. so th the Democrats have a huge history for this. And we, and you were bringing up, um, uh, Janique, you were saying, you know, Andrew Cuomo has this, um, essentially you were saying like he has, he has this likability, I guess, by people. But does the rhetoric match? My thing is, um, if you look up someone like Stokely Carmichael, and this is something that I was thinking before I started researching him, um, he was saying that a lot of us are in love with symbolism. And this is how we're married to Democrats. We love the, the idea of change, but when it comes down to the real shit, you don't know what to do with it. It's just like I always compare it to like all these women that say, yeah, I want a nice guy. But when you get that nice guy, you don't know what to do with them. Nah, I don't want to deal with them. I want to deal with this this dude that's abusive as shit. That's gonna beat the shit out of me every night. That that's that's our makeup. We gotta get, we gotta start thinking and voting with this instead of this. What are we getting? Mm -hmm. And that's it. I don't come to my house. I don't need you to eat fucking macaroni and cheese and fried chicken with me. <laughs> I don't need to fucking dance on stage with juvenile with me. Nah, what are we getting? And that's that. If not, we're done. That's it. I don't want to talk to you anymore. On it, because the Democrats will get all our favorite artists to come and shut the jive. All of them. Tap dancing. Yes. Bro. Do that just to, because, and that's that says a lot about what they think of us. Yes. Because yes. if they think that that's going to garner our votes, and it has in the past, yeah. it has. So well. um, it, they don't have any respect for us. They we really got, we, got, we gotta treat this like a business transaction. Yeah, yeah, I just wish that Bernie Sanders did not run as a Democrat. I he wish. An end. I wish people would 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 realize that he was a means to an end. Yeah. I, I so what do you mean? What do you mean I by wish that? He would have just stayed independent. That's, yeah, that's the point. Like it, that's what I mean. Like him being put thrown into um, the Democratic Party, they were gonna use him and just go, all right, hit the road. I'm like, listen, if you didn't learn from 2016, dude, <laughs> it's like, yeah. what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And this is my thing. Even though I lean, mostly lean a certain way, I want two great candidates. I want to be able to watch a debate and say, damn, dude, I'm stuck. Like, this is what we're getting over here, and this is what we're getting over here. That's what I want, ultimately. But to be honest, this shit is going to be hilarious. 
that's just me personally. There's going to be so many memes and so many gaps. It's going to be hilarious to me. Uh, these debates. About, you know, in the debates, first of all, Joe, Yo, Joe yeah. can't speak. He's not a good speaker <laughs> at all. At, at all. all. Like it, I felt really disrespected watching that Breakfast Club interview. I yeah, as you should. That's, that's who he yeah. is. This is a guy who who said originally, "Yeah, I don't want my kids growing up in no racial jungle." But you got people by the likes of. Kamala Harris endorsing him, even though she just turned around two weeks before and said, yeah, the dude is racist because yeah, he, he supports she, she can't be trusted. She can't be trusted. Yeah, right, I'm let, like, bro, let me ask you then. So all of y'all jokes. <laughs> the politics game is is the you have a question for Francis? Yeah, so we all agree that both candidates are ass. What are we supposed to do? We should rebel what? and vote for whoever's in the independent and just let them do their thing. To keep it real, I'm I, like every other day, bro. I look at other democratic countries outside of here. Cause I'm, I might leave, bro. How do y'all feel about that? Uh, the actor Shamik Moore. You guys heard of him? I didn't. I, yeah, saw, I, saw, I saw the headlines, but I didn't read. I didn't read what he said. Well, he basically he basically said that uh, um, y'all don't conduct yourselves well with police. That's why y'all die. <laughs> He said, "Y'all don't um, conduct yourselves well with police." James, you are baiting. I know he he did not say that verbatim. I because he actually did a video, oh, yeah. um, and he kind of explained. Ah oh, man, we are. I, I think yeah, issue, right? <laughs> I used to like him too. Be quiet, like he didn't need to speak. However, I think I. But I, you know what? This is to Junior's point. I think that black people and just the world in general, when somebody has an opinion that doesn't follow the groupthink narrative, we shun them and we make fun of them and we like kill them for it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just accepting like, okay, you know what? This might not have been the right time to focus on that, but can we pay attention to what he's saying? Um, there was even like this basketball player who said that he was praying for the cops and everybody involved. And I feel like if you are a Christian and you are- You should be, bro. You should be. <laughs> what is exactly. wrong with what he's, he's not saying anything. They're like, duh, 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 stop that. But that is what we should be doing to a certain yeah. extent. It's like, yo. A lot of people ain't saved. I think they say, bro. That's all. You he know, can't anyway. be tearing. I think what he would, Shamik Moore, to get back to you, James, I think what he was trying to say is that um, we allow the police to inflict anger in us and when we're approached we're already on the rah-rah tip and it's causing more destruction than it is any type of harm i think that he didn't have enough time which is why he probably shouldn't have started that conversation to begin with because that's one of those things that can get very misconstrued but i think what he was trying to say is like the same thing we're kind of all asking like after protests what is it what else are we going to do? Because what we've been doing is not working. We're still dying. We tell them we have a license and we're still dying. So, but I think he also tried to say like, we need to play their game. And I don't, I don't agree with that either. I think the system needs to be crushed and re, redesigned so that some things are just not acceptable. Um, yeah. Well, that's like, that's kind of like what a little... Wayne said, and, and everyone's mad at him. He said, you know, let's get specific, you know, I let's not that. 
yeah, like people, it's just ridiculous. You know, I, I really hate, I, I hate a lot of motherfuckers, dude. Like people are just so stupid. They're just quick to get offended. Like you were saying, Kevin, before, that's what I talk about on my YouTube channel, Shameless Plug, by the way, is just like social justice warriors or everyone's like looking for one assailable thing that they could get mad about and just go That was the beginning of the downfall of our country, political correctness. Yeah, once you're politically correct, forget it man you can't call people what they are you can't say what things are you know like yeah, it, it, look, listen again look i love when people look if you're going to be openly racist that's the greatest thing to me that's the greatest thing you can be because you're essentially telling me you don't want to fuck with me and that's cool because now i know i can x you out and not care for you at no, all. Doubt, no doubt I'm, no doubt i'm cool i, I sleep very well at night yeah <laughs> well i know that we could talk forever and ever um but we unfortunately we don't have time but i just want to um i want to thank you guys very much for doing this episode of this is 30 and i also want to tell you i'm sure you hear i hope you hear from like your family um or like your friends that you are valued um as a black man um i love black men i can't wait to marry a black man and and have a black son after my black daughter <laughs> Because I, I want to grow. Yeah, anyway, but no, on, a, on a serious tip, you guys are love. You are adored. You're awesome human beings. Um, you should be placed on a pedestal. And I know the world doesn't always um, the world doesn't always show you that or um, tell you that. But you know, hopefully, this can become more of a regular thing for you guys to know that you are loved, adored, and you are important to the world. You're. Thank you so much. Um, James, do you have any final words before we log out? Um, despite of um, being debated on what I said, I still think that it it, uh, it all the change starts from the the, the top of the government. Yeah. Mm. So you do think that that Trump is is the cause of a lot of these things. He's not the he's not the sole reason, but at the end of the day, him being so lax and comfortable with saying whatever he says and and not being and just just being um, and, and nothing happens to him. He he's got people thinking that everybody else can do it, and that's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think our leadership should mimic um, should mimic what we want for the country. But I I just I feel like stuff like this has been happening. And I, I don't know, I would have to look at the numbers, but I don't know if there's a, um, there's been necessarily an increase since he's been president, like statistically, numerically. I don't, I don't know yeah. that to be true. I feel like we have dealt, we dealt with this during Obama's presidency. We dealt with Especially it Especially at the beginning. Um, yeah, like we dealt with a lot of um, <laughs> racial tension and racial issues, maybe of course, because he's who he is, it's going to be, you know, uh, broadcasted a little bit more. But I agree with you, James, but I I also feel like this is a, this has just been a trend. Um, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, why am I saying ladies and gentlemen? Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, but I really well, you catch yourself. <laughs> my name is Journey. Thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. Um, have a good day. Thank you for listening. Happy Monday. I didn't even say that. This conversation was so deep. 
that I didn't even get a chance to say happy Monday. Um, shout out to everybody out there. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share the This Is 30 podcast with everybody that you know. Goodbye. Peace. Peace.